he was like what do you mean and I was like he was like he's like I don't know if you're just being if you're being modest or if you don't realize like your own capabilities or your own credentials in a way and I was like okay well honestly being modest because I feel pretty confident I'll get it somewhere yeah and so it's kind of that mentality I, I have never been one to try to give myself too much credit and I think it's to a point like where it could possibly be detrimental too mm-hmm. so I think there's kind of such a thing as too much humility Hey, this is Kashara, and you're listening to Undiscovered Worth, the podcast. On this episode, I speak with Bree about her defining moment, as well as her transition to graduate school in Miami, along with how she copes with anxiety. Hope you enjoy this podcast episode. As always, if you like, then subscribe and share with your friends. Enjoy. Hey! Oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you in so long. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How okay. I'm good. Okay, let me see the ring. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. All of us, I guess all of us got married and one moved out of the country, so. <laughs> yeah. No big deal or anything. Right, yeah. No major life changes. (laughs) It's crazy that she's been over there for, I guess, going on like three years now, right? Like, I don't think she's ever coming back. I just assumed she was like never going to come back. Yeah, it's not really looking like it. Mm -mm. No. I'm actually going to be talking to her um, this Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Um, we haven't figured out if I'm going to be the one to like wake up super early in the morning or if she's going to be the one to be up late at night. I don't know. <laughs> I'm different. I have no idea, but she said like 7 p.m. my time is basically like um, basically like morning for her. So I think they're like 12 hours ahead at least. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that would be fun to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to be on there with coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't actually, I don't mind being the one to get up early because um, with not going to work today with the snow, um, uh, it's like a five day weekend for me because I'm not actually not going into work tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm okay. Going <laughs> a lot there? Um, Not really. I mean, I haven't gone outside, but it... Like, they were being very dramatic about it, saying that it was going to start snowing at, like, 12 and, like, not stop until 5. But it didn't really start until, like, 2, and I never looked back out there again, so I don't know. But, yeah. No, my like, a video of it snowing, like, I don't know, sometime this morning-ish, I guess? Uh, I don't she know. lives in Huntsville? Yeah, they're a little further north, yeah. so probably got it a little quicker. yeah. I think after going to New York, I'm just kind of like over snow. I'm not into that at all. I'm like, okay, whatever. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. I was so. in um, Detroit, Michigan for Christmas, and that might be the most snow I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't want to live like this. And the worst is after, like, the snow stops and, like, it just looks dirty, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a brown. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Well, what's been going on with you? Um, you know, just living the dream in grad school. Yeah. How much more time do you have? I make it sound like you're in jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> How much more time do you get? Um, I don't know. I usually tell people, that's a good question. Yeah. Because um, they tell us, like, it's on average, like, a five-year program. Wow. Um, Cause you're, I guess you're getting your, you're getting your doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But I'm hoping to get pushed out a little, uh, faster than that. So maybe like four, I might have like, I'm like really gunning for 
two more years max. Yeah. We'll see if that uh, holds up, though. <laughs> well, good luck. I told myself, like, once I graduated, I was like, yeah, that's it for me. I don't think I could. For a split second, I was like, maybe I'll go back. And I was just like, "Mm, I'm not going back. (laughs) It it just kind of depends. And sometimes it's just not worth it. Yeah. So. Well. What's been real? Well, I graduated in 2016. I was, like, a year behind. And then I ran off to New York City and had an internship there for the summer. And then... I came back and did some freelance design work and then I got a job at Time Inc. So I work with Southern Living and Cooking Light Magazine and yeah, it's like a post-grad fellowship program. So it ends in May. So yeah, it ends in May and I'm like not quite sure what I'm going to do. But in the meantime, I've been working on these like different projects, like what we're working on now. And um, I did a, I co-directed a film and um, had an event and all of that stuff and made a whole website. And it was all about um, immigrants living in the United States. And yeah. so I've basically just been building off of that since then on That's to awesome. a whole website. Yeah. So it's been um, pretty interesting. Like, I don't feel like most people use their degrees, you know, especially in the arts. Yeah. You know, it's always like I've got friends who are like, you know, went to school for painting and one works at like a daycare, you know what I mean? So it's always something different. Um, so I always imagined that I would be like in graphic design. So it's kind of like, it's more of, I guess, art direction and like editorial stuff than I realized I would go into. Like I didn't anticipate that, yeah. but it's been really fun to like talk to people and cause it's like a opportunity that most people don't even like create for themselves to actually like have right. conversations regularly with people. And so, yeah. It's been really fun. That's basically all I've been up to. Oh, I got married. Damn. I got married, too. Yeah. I got married in October of 2016. So a little over a year now. I hope he didn't hear that I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, it's all. That's pretty much been it. Just living here in Birmingham and figuring out what I'm going to do after it's old. Like, the fellowship's over. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited that you volunteered to tell me about your defining moment. I'm really excited. For one, because I haven't talked to you in probably... It's seriously been since, like, undergrad. Yeah. So it's been probably, I would say, maybe, like, three years. Yeah. Like, at least. At least. Which is so crazy, because, like, I think back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, undergrad. Like, I just came from there. And I'm like, actually, no, I didn't just come from yeah. there. Yeah. Like, been a hot minute since I was undergrad. Yeah, it's weird that I can't even say, like, at least last year, I could say, like, oh, yeah, I graduated last year. But now it's like, ooh, I'm, like, having to yeah. count now. Like. I graduated at some point. Yeah. Like, let's not talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm super excited because I haven't talked to you in a while. And then also I've been doing interviews like, because basically I just messaged everybody and was like, when are you available? And so um, I've been, I've interviewed like four other people and their stories have been really interesting and I've known all of them, but it's kind of the same situation. Like I haven't talked to them in like a year or at least three years, you know, so, um, but it's very like eye opening. Well, you can start whatever, um, and people always ask, like, oh, like, any defining moment, like, any defining moment's fine, you know, some people have, like, longer stories that were, like, multiple things that culminated into, like, one defining moment, and then some people have, like, just, like, one really big moment, so it's okay. up to you. I got the vibe then, um, so, unfortunately, this is just gonna bring me back to grad school. <laughs> Because I think that's been, like, one of the most defining, like, parts of my life have been kind of my, like, developing passion for research Mm -hmm. and the, like, transition into grad school, which was just a test all in itself. And then, like, to the point now where I sort of feel a little bit more what's the word that I'm looking for like I don't want to say like 
integrated because that's a dumb word but like I feel a lot more just like whole in where I am and a lot more um like purposeful in the types of things that I'm doing Mm. Um, so I got into the idea of grad school just from working in a, a research lab and I fell in love with doing neuroscience research so like I worked in a lab in undergrad and I was pretty like lucky because um the lab that I was in gave a lot of freedom to their undergrad student so every person pretty much had like their own kind of side project so Mm. you're more autonomous like you have your own question that you're trying to answer so it's not like you're just doing the like gut work of somebody else yeah you're not just like when you're like clean stuff or run whatever experiment somebody doesn't want to do um so I think that really kind of helped my passion for research take off because it was a completely new like realm of stuff opened up to me that I hadn't known about before um had it not been for like the idea and field of like biomedical sciences um but so I started to apply for grad school and I kind of had this like picture in my head of what grad school was gonna be like and it was a lot more like idyllic (laughs) And, like, I knew grad students, like, complained. They were like, oh, my God, this is so hard, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. Nothing worked. My experiments aren't working. But it's still, like, the gravity of that, I guess, didn't really set in on me. And I kind of thought myself to be a little, you know, more resilient or something, you know, the naive little undergrad that I am uh, or was. Not anymore. And I was like, oh, they're all just so like jaded and cynical about science. But so I like went through the whole application process, like got accepted to uh, Miami, and just, like moved down here with the whole like moving completely out of the state, mm-hmm. far far away. Like takes an entire day to drive down and like embarking on this whole long distance relationship type thing and going into one of the like most difficult things to do so it all kind of I guess took me by surprise in a way because like at at its core like looking back on it like classes so the program I joined was um they call it front loading so you have to take all of your classes pretty much in the first year and a half. Mm. So I was done with all of my required classes. And like in retrospect, like the classes were all, they, they really weren't that difficult. Like half of the time you just psych yourself out about how difficult it is no matter what. But the, I think the transition and what kind of like knocked me on my face was how like difficult it was going to be to kind of like assimilate to a new like Miami's a completely different culture Mm -hmm. being completely apart from everybody that I that I knew and finding this a sense of community again um because down here it was really difficult everybody's very they're in and out for a little a short amount of time like half of the people that I met that I like went to church with or something like half of them have moved already because mm. they're medical students so they came got their degree and they were gone they had already been here for a little while so everything has this kind of like transient feeling to it but and then also like with lab I realized like it takes a lot more to stand on your own two feet in lab mm. like you can only go so far being the person who's inexperienced and like doing the project is kind of so I like the lab that I joined I wanted to join first and foremost but then I started working on a project that I knew I wasn't going to be super stoked about like wasn't something I considered myself incredibly passionate about like I love neuroscience 
and I'm studying like cardiac physiology instead so Mm. like cardiac arrhythmias and so I kind of just viewed my degree as a means to an end to an extent um and so like everything kind of culminated in me feeling really aimless for a while like I felt my first year was consumed with classes so I wasn't making a lot of headway in research Mm. I was like I don't feel like I'm contributing anything to the lab like this is it all just feels really pointless like I don't even know like why I'm doing this and it kind of came to a point and I was struggling with um even like concepts or not concepts but even with things like mental health like I sort of developed like an anxiety disorder and that was really actually hard to cope with as well amongst like everything Hmm. Uh, so like putting all that together I was just like half of the time I don't even know if it's worth it and that's when like my fiance was saying well I mean like if you can't decide if it's worth it like you really need to evaluate that and there were many times that we were talking about like my project in lab and he felt excited about it like he was like I think I'm more excited about your research than you are um like everything kind of came together to an extent when I realized like the only way that I'm going to get through this is to kind of reconnect to the sense of purpose that I had to begin with and um like I knew at least from the beginning of my project how relevant what I'm studying now is to um like what I would study later mm-hmm. and so it was kind of this I had to kind of reorient my perspective from something that's very very small and focused to a more big picture approach so if I can envision the big picture of what I want to do and how I want to like use my skills in the future then like I felt so much more like at ease with what I was what I was doing and everything came like I was putting in like a lot more time to the lab I took a lot more pride in my work and I felt like I was actually like a contributing member and it all kind of took the little bit of a shift in my um my mentality of that no this is mine and it's mine to to make the most of it that I can and really try to seize all the opportunities um that I can and kind of one of the biggest steps that I think that I took out of that was to try to um start the like I have now a a science blog watch out world (laughs) Getting super nerdy, but um, yeah, so to kind of like dive into translating the things that I'm passionate about into terms that everybody can understand in a way, and also translating the struggles that I faced to other graduate students who may feel alone because I felt I felt completely alone. Mm-hmm. I looked and compared myself to all the other grad students out there especially like I had a roommate who is she's a powerhouse like I have a lot of respect for her um and look up to her to to some extent um and I, I would just look at myself and like compare to her and be like oh my god like not to mention she was far a little more senior than I was like she had a master's degree like was in a PhD program and had a little more experience and a little bit more of um uh what's the word um a very kind of ambitious personality um but so I felt almost alone in my struggles when I compared myself to everybody else around me Mm. um but just to kind of make make that information available and transparent to everybody else who's either going through the same thing or considering the same path because there's a lot of advice that I would have wished that I had heard and then also to kind of translate the 
extremely like sharp details of the types of research things that we or research like topics or procedures that we do um to like somebody who's far removed from science like Mm -hmm. even my even my family for them to understand the types of things that we do because like ultimately like what we're doing is is for them too for the general public and for like the advancement of of medicine but yeah I think all of that like a passion for science and communicating that to other people and then um really taking pride in where I'm at in like this whole journey has been probably one of the most defining moments of of my life and as I think it's gonna give me a lot of momentum for a future career and like ability to mentor and you know all that good stuff and that's really good I was actually um it's kind of crazy that you're talking about like making your research um like accessible I guess um because yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday and she majored in chemistry and minored in English and she's actually going back to school I think to major in English um I think okay. for like a master's program or something like that yeah. I could be wrong but she like specifically wants to like do that like be able to work with other scientists to make I guess the journals more accessible to like everyday people and that's so important I think um and I'm really glad that like I say y'all well it is y'all like I I don't do that but you know like I it's like really (laughs) exciting because like I would like to be able to read that stuff you know and I think yeah. it's especially in this day and age where people don't believe in facts. And I think it's partially because people don't understand. And, yeah. you know, that's really important. So that's amazing that you're thinking in that way. That's like very forward thinking, I think. Thank you. It like a lot of it came from just experiences with my family, like none of whom really do science. Like my dad and grandpa were both engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they understand a lot more, kind of a lot more of the mathematics of the kinds of research that I do. Um, but just realizing how little people know about the scientific community and, um, just the process of graduate school and doing research in general. Yeah. It's really important both for trust in science because like I mean in reality people's tax dollars are going to fund us like that's where our our paycheck comes from is from like federal funding and so for everybody else to be able to understand and interpret like the types of things that are going on especially for themselves because you can't always rely on other either media outlets Mm. or whatever your whatever resource you're using to get your news from like you don't even know how accurately they're giving you the facts yeah Uh, so yeah kind of that I would really love to be able to help as many people as possible um really learn how to kind of discriminate between what what's true and then what is like in a misrepresentation of like researchers in general yeah it's like a social good you know which I mean I think the work that you already do like the research you're already doing is a social like very like socially relevant like good for society but like I'm really interested in that undercurrent of the other layer of social good that you're working on yeah so. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so you moved, so you don't have any family in Miami. It's just, it's just you. And you moved there basically, how old were you? Because you've been there for what, two years now? Um, I moved, I've been, yeah, I've been here two and a half years. I think I turned, I turned 25 this year. So I think I was. 22 and I turned 23 so we were basically 
here. Yeah, so we were basically the same age when we moved. Because, like, I moved to New York City and I had no idea who anyone was. I left with, like, three suitcases of clothes. I, like, giving away all of my things. So, um, but that was, like, a very, like, I had to really grow up. Like, when you don't have anybody there, yeah, it's almost, it's, like, incredibly terrifying but kind of freeing in a way. Because yeah. you don't have, it's like you only really have yourself. So it's like you're able to push your own, or I guess push yourself and figure out your own limits or not limits. What's the opposite of limits? Yeah. Yeah, like how far you can actually go or, what's the yeah, opposite of limits? Capabilities. Capabilities, yes. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, I need to read more. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to blame it on it being late at night. Late with quotations. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to support a good night's sleep, so my brain is just not here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I agree. It kind of it completely forces you out of your your comfort zone, and you're left to kind of explore on your own, like a new a completely new area, like yourself, because mm-hmm. like you kind of have to come to grips with spending probably a good bit of time on your own yeah that was really hard for me because it's like the weird moment where there's like so many people around so you're not really alone but you feel lonely and I never knew that there was like a distinguishing between the two of being alone but not lonely you know yeah 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 that definitely it takes its toll a little bit because mm-hmm. you get so accustomed to whatever your habits were and like the interactions that you had wherever you were to begin with and then when those are kind of removed and you you don't really know what to do then like what is there to do yeah that's I feel like that's when the real like self-work starts to happen yeah yep that that is that is for sure <laughs> it's it always going mm-hmm yeah um so in dealing with like your anxiety and everything how were you I guess how much of a role did your family and like your now fiance play in like supporting you from so far away um it was unfortunately my fiance probably took the brunt of it um because he was the the one like constant really that was there for me I didn't really open up to my family about it until Mm little bit later um just because you know the good old southern mentality is just like suck it up it'll be fine yeah (laughs) what is anxiety like that thing that you're nervous when you talk to people or something like yeah Um, so like I talked to to Andrew a lot about it and it was really it was a little it was difficult sometimes like sometimes that made it a little bit harder because at that point he really just he didn't know how to help um and that was what he wanted to do the most was come up with solutions like mm-hmm. there's a problem I need to come up with a solution for the problem I'm like just please just listen to me <laughs> honestly though I don't even think that's just him like that's just a man because I'll tell yeah. I'll tell a kill like like I've got this thing happened at work and it really bothered me and he's like well, here's what you should probably do. You know, it's so frustrating. I immediately go into like fixer upper mode, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, just let me cry for a second, and then we'll move on from there. But yeah, it became like um, enough of like an issue, and with him not really having much like experience or really kind of insight, like it was completely out of his his realm of knowledge. Mm-hmm realm of experience because it wasn't something he's ever dealt with before so um one of my best friends down here in Miami we actually kind of and she like thankfully is so our program is very small okay department broke and so we had out of we had a class of like 40 in our big like starting class and then everybody joins a department mm. and out of 40 people two of us joined 
the department that we're in. So it was literally only us. There are only four students in the entire department at this point. Maybe five. We are getting one more this year that I know of. So it's a a super small department compared to some of the other, like, programs um, at UM. Um, So, like, we got kind of lucky. We had to take all of our classes together, and we got along really well. Um, So we had started talking more, and we had, like, a lot of sort of similar mentalities um so we were pretty much there for each other the whole Mm. time and I'm thankful for her friendship and support like during this entire time so um to at least have her as a sounding board but then once I realized kind of the severity of the like problem that I was facing um I went to a uh, Christian-based counselor to begin with. Um, And then I also, there is, by God's grace, there is a connection between the grad school and medical school and the Department of Psychiatry at UM. So they had kind of an arrangement where if you go to psychiatry, your first five appointments with a particular psychiatrist um, was free. So I went to that as well. Um, so the counseling helped me kind of process through a lot of things. Um, but then I also went to the psychiatrist and like he, he diagnosed me with OCD, mm. which I knew of because I, I I highly suspected it just from my my background was psychology so I diagnosed myself Uh, (laughs) but like just the patterns of like behavior that I was just kind of trapped in um was all based on fear of like chemicals that I worked with which Mm. you know you're a scientist it's not a good thing to be afraid of yeah (laughs) Uh, but so like between counseling and then and medication like both of those really kind of helped me get my feet back under me and um, live a normal life rather than spending half an hour in the bathroom washing my hands at work because nobody's got time for that. Man. I was, that was one of the hardest parts was dealing with all of that and for a period of time feeling relatively alone, but... I mean, like, I'm pretty grateful that there's a lot more, especially I think with with our generation, like a lot more open-mindedness towards uh, mental health and a lot less stigma surrounding Mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, even at, it's actually kind of an interesting contrast between um, the type of church that I went to in my, like, hometown growing up versus the type of church that I go to down here. So, like, the type of church I go down to down here, um, a lot of people are very open, actually, about some of their struggles and visits with the psychiatrist, and that would have been, like, a completely taboo topic back in my town in Alabama or something where I grew up in. So, that just, um, it, it takes a lot of the, like, pressure off of you, and removes a lot of the kind of shaming feelings for struggling with these types of things. Okay. Um, always have this saying, which I don't, I know I'm not, I know I didn't come up with the, with the saying someone else did. Maybe it was Oprah. I don't know. I know I didn't do it, but I basically have taken it on as if I've said it, but, but I've said it enough times where it is mine, but um, I don't, I have this saying where I I basically tell myself I don't believe that any experience, whether good or bad, is irrelevant. And everything works in some way to essentially, I guess, affect the way I navigate through life for the better. So through that entire experience, how has that affected the way that you now navigate through life? Yeah, it's... um. It's really actually changed how much I trust myself, actually. 
Mm. Like, interestingly enough, one of the biggest um, problems that I faced was, like, say, for example, like, I was going to wash my hands. I would, like, put soap on my hands and then wash it, and then it was almost like I had amnesia, and I was like, oh, I can't remember, did I actually put soap on my hands? I'm just going to do it again to be safe, and it was just, like, perpetual cycle, and one of the things that the, um, like, faith-based counselor that I saw um, kind of brought to my attention was, like, just focus on trusting yourself and what it means to actually trust yourself. You know you're safe. And I realized in a lot of aspects of my life that I kind of suppressed myself to an extent by not relying on my own intuition and Mm. my own logic. Mm. Um, So to really trust in the things that I truly know, because before my mentality had been, well, I say this and I think this, but there's always room for error. So I could be wrong. So I basically gave myself an out and I wouldn't really rely on myself or my own, my own knowledge or my own brain power. But that's a really critical aspect of everything that I'm doing to rely on my own logic and my own intuition. So that's, I've, I've caught myself a lot more, um, just thinking to myself, like, Hey, like, I know, I know I'm right about this. I know I can trust this. And so like, just proceed, like knowing that you're knowing that you're right. Um, and that you've done everything in your power to know what the right thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, and also it's helped a lot with communication as well. Like, I think overcoming all of that has actually even helped my relationship with Andrew and communication to that extent and to try to, I guess, more effectively communicate to him, like, the things that I'm feeling to be more open with him and other people um, and to just try to make things, as I guess, clear as possible as well when I communicate because that was one of the most difficult things was to say exactly what I was thinking and also to kind of convey it in a way that, um, actually clear, like non-judgmental or non, I don't want to say non-condescending, but almost like more objectively Mm -hmm. in a way. So I think all of those things have, or at least from this experience, that's what's, played a role in how I'm working on life right now yeah I think um I can like definitely identify with the whole like trusting yourself more because I second guess myself all the time and I'm like I know for a fact that this is the truth but I'm like the same way like oh there maybe I'm wrong like there's always other sides to this blah 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 you know so I've been thinking about that a lot like is that just a southern thing or is that like something that like little girls are indoctrinated into you know or is that just mm-hmm. or is that just I think it maybe it's a combination of being like like just as a woman being kind of groomed that way from a child but I think some of that is just kind of like who you naturally are um yeah I think I really want to call it my true scientist point of view. I want to call it a combination of everything because <laughs> you don't understand, especially in like psychiatry, take like schizophrenia. They're like, Oh, well there's some genetic component, but there's some environmental component mm. for like all of these things you experienced either before you were born or whatever. So it's a combination of the two. Um, and that's usually like, that's half of the conclusion people reach when they talk about psychiatric disorders and that kind of thing. But I think honestly, like in this situation, I think it's both a combination of what is kind of ingrained in us, Mm -hmm. um, as a woman to not be, we're not 
built up as an authority. Mm, yeah. So the authority figure is going to be like a male, a male figure for the most part, whether mm-hmm. it's a male supervisor or whoever is in a powerful position. Um, and so like, I don't think women in general rely on their own authority and their own leadership abilities. And I don't think it's something that has been like super easily accessible up until now. Um, I'm pretty grateful that like, at least with my upbringing, like I never felt very limited, but I think it's just something that's kind of imposed on us, Mm. um, by society. And it's really been constant that way until extremely recently now that things are, you know, there are a lot of movements trying to take, I don't see take flight, that sounds so cheesy, <laughs> really like gain momentum yeah. and pursue um, equality for several different accounts. Um, but yeah, it could also be like, personality in a way like Mm. um I know at least me personally like one concept is kind of like the concept of humility in a way um like I think I've always been humble to a fault Mm. and one thing that really stuck out to me once was back when I was an undergrad talking about um applying to grad school with my academic advisor. So I was kind of talking to him about like, oh, you know, such and such, like if I get in. And he was like, if you get in. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, he was like, I, he's like, I don't know if you're just being, if you're being modest or if you don't realize like your own capabilities or your own credentials in a way. And I was like, okay, well, I'm honestly being modest because I feel pretty confident I'll get it somewhere. Yeah. And so it's kind of that mentality. I, I have never been one to try to give myself too much credit. And I think it's to a point like where it could possibly be detrimental too. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of such a thing as too much humility. Yeah. I can definitely, yeah, I definitely identify with that. And I see that a lot in other people, like in friends and even like strangers, like giving compliments, you know, like people are more likely to be like, oh no, like they'll like talk themselves down, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's really common. Yeah. Like even when people like sort of like self-deprecating humor. Yes see it where people kind of like they make fun of themselves talking about like oh I don't I don't do this because you know I'm I'm useless or whatever like don't trust me yeah I'm wrong like I normally am or something like that so it's those kinds of jokes and I think it it kind of is it's very telling to how like sort of deflecting we are to any what is the word? Recognition or praise? Or... Yeah, recognition. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, because you know, you know I used to work at Talbot's, right? So Talbot's just... is this little old lady clothing shop, but they actually yeah. have some really cute clothes now. But, um, <laughs> like, the point when I realized that that was so common, like, there's no other place where people talk so badly about themselves than in a fitting room. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, so bad. So, like, a person can try on a dress, and they're like, oh, I look terrible in this. Like, so I've made it a point ever since that, because I was, I was there for, like, a year or two. Like, ever okay. since then, like, I've tried to make it a point to, like, call people out on that. Because, like, words are really powerful. I don't think people yeah. really think about how powerful your words are, and especially when we direct it towards ourselves. Like, if I wouldn't say that to someone else to their face like I shouldn't say it to myself and I try to like call people out on that because it's so important to you know if no one else is going to support you then you have to like support yourself you know what I mean yeah 
I 100% do. There's actually, like, um, so a really good book is called um, The Lipstick Gospel. The Lipstick Gospel? Yeah. Never heard of it. It's by, I think her name is Stephanie May. Um, She's on Instagram. She's a lovely, a lovely person. Um, But I read that book and then I don't remember. I think I maybe signed up for her newsletter, but she also does like sort of courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually paid like monthly for this 12 month course that she and it was about like self-love and one of the exercises she had people do um, in one of her little like modules during this whole this whole thing um, was to take like sticky notes and write words that you use to describe yourself and like it was really shocking to realize the negative things that I thought about myself and part of her exercise was take those sticky notes and literally stick them to you Mm. like go look in a mirror and it was so kind of like jarring like it was like somebody taking you by the shoulders and shaking you to realize like this is what I have all over me because this is what I'm telling myself like every single day yeah it's it's definitely like the sort of negative self-talk really, really plays a role. Would you say that you, um, I guess, would you say that you've gotten better with self, like negative self-talk? Because I'm I'm still a work in progress, but did that 12-week course like help you a lot? I think it did. Um, I think just about every single thing that I was doing Mm. at that time really um, added together to help because honestly, I don't think I would have been in a place to receive really any information um, until I started to take medication and I could actually kind of think clearly without all these invasive thoughts. Yeah. And then between counseling and then, just being aware of the way that I talk to myself and also um there was one time that I the first like counseling session I had gone to before being referred to the like psychiatrist um the woman I was speaking to was kind of saying well like look at how far you've come and look at all the things that you've accomplished and she kind of sat back and she was like, I think that that's something to really, um, like, reflect on and really, really take in mm-hmm. the you've gotten here. Um, there's something, like, there is something inside of you that is worth, like, praising. Yeah. Because, like, you've done, you've accomplished these things. Um, and those words really kind of, like, cut me to the core because I realized like that is that is true and then also I think I don't want to refer to it as distraction of of work but being really involved at work and immersed in the types of things that I'm doing has actually it's in a way like revealed more about my strengths mm. actually um, so I think all of those kind of taken together have really improved um, how many positive things that I say about myself rather than a majority of them being negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think everybody's always going to be a work in progress because there are always going to be moments where I'm I'm sitting there saying, like, well, that was stupid or something. Like, why did I do that? I'm so dumb. Um, But I think one of the differences is even if those thoughts kind of cross my mind, it's more just, like, water, like, off my back or something. Mm. Like, it just rolls off rather than 
before like it would have before I had really taken all the time to do any like introspection whatsoever like it would have been something that like burdened me instead Hmm. well that's I don't know I'm so excited (laughs) people are gonna be really I think people are really gonna be interested in this like all Mm -hmm. the stories have been so like different like vastly different but still like so connected in a way um and like okay this is another one of those things I don't know who said it but it's I feel like it's really true but they said all of like all of our stories are connected like every like we're all connected in some way and so um, it's just like so interesting to like not have talked to people in so long and just like seeing where life has taken them and how it's still connected like you're probably so you're the fifth or sixth person I've interviewed and every single person whatever their defining moment is has been it's always in some way gone back to a friend that's impacted them or like someone you know yeah which I mean scientifically we all need a person but it just feels so weird for people to like actually be talking about that because I feel like our society is very like independent like fix your own problems you don't need people and don't have to tell people what's going on blah 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 yeah I think it's so interesting that like everybody has different degrees of kind of connection Mm -hmm. still and yeah there's always some sort of like common ground that I think everybody can kind of come back to yeah Man, well, I'll say it again. I miss you so much. Let me know when you're back in the Birmingham region or Atlanta region, (laughs) wherever. Equally likely to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, just let me know. And um, because I would love to see you in person. So, but congratulations on everything. You're going to do... You. Congratulations to you, too, because I feel like it's so long overdue. It's been, like, three years since I've been here. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> like we'll see each other. We'll see each other in person. I feel like once you make... Once I say it, I make a point of, like, making it happen. So, even oh, yeah. if it's, like, FaceTiming you, whatever. At least I have your yeah. number now, because I don't even have your number. <laughs> yes. So. It's step one. Yeah, step one. Thank you.